it in and rip the knobs off. This is KWC with John Heffern. John Heffern is the host. Kid with a Cape is the show. State ascoltando il Kid con un Cape, podcast con John Heffern. Oh, povero John, è mezzo italiano ma non parla la lingua. Mi ha assunto per fare un'introduzione. Come farà a sapere cosa sto dicendo? Vi chiedo, per favore, di prendere il suo libro The Holding Deal su Amazon. Oppure si raggomitolerà e piangerà come un bambino. John piange molto. Ecco il vostro ospite del KVP, Crybaby John Efrin. Ok, so maybe that was a little obnoxious. But what I ended up doing the other day is I bounced around the internet and I found a bunch of royalty, royalty-free music. And it's all this classical music is this royalty-free. Then my brain started thinking, what if you did a morning show? If you had to be the morning guy of a classical radio station, like, would you joke? Do you, like, tone it down a little? Do you, you know, do you just come into something... Like this song and just come back from commercial break. You're like, huh, that was box 17. I got to tell you, I remember when I was young, I called the orchestra office and he asked for the conductor. And the receptionist said, I'm sorry, the conductor died last night. And then I called back and asked for him again. And she said, he died. I just told you that. Why are you calling? And I said, I just like to hear it. <laughs> Here's more Bach coming at you. Um, anyway. I don't even know if that would be a thing. Let's stop that shenanigans right now. You know what what I'm going to do? Yeah, you know exactly what I'm going to do. Once I hit the right buttons, I'm going to start calling people right here. Listen to this one I got. Hey, everyone. Get ready. It's that time when John Heffern calls someone he follows on social media. Okay, you know what I need? Uh, Alonzo, are you there? I am here. Okay, What's up, Hef? So here's what I need. Uh, you know, I call. I need uh, somebody pick up the phone sound effect. I'm exhausted. You heard the first, uh, that was only two minutes. There's a lot of fireworks no. going on that first two minutes. Don't you think? Not only did I hear it, I, I appreciated how she called you Bambino. It was really the only thing I understood, but she said it in a way that you would want to be her Bambino. So good for you. Yeah, on that one. yeah, I think uh, there's a website that I use that is just, you know, you can pay people a few bucks. Okay, to do- stop right there. If you're on a website where you're paying women to do things, you should not mention that publicly. That's true. And nowadays with this economy, you know, a lot more women getting into that webcam business. So it's, you know, it's kind of, it's good to see some new talent finally. You know what I mean? It's good to see... So, you know, some people really letting out. To, but th- this website, you can like do an intro uh, for a few bucks. Like I had. Uh, uh, let me play this for. This is. Com- oh, no, don't listen to that one. The comedian John Heffron in his habitat inches closer and closer to the podcast mic. So I find people like that just to do random things for like <laughs> five or ten bucks. So then I found this uh, this Italian one and I typed out some intro. And I can't find the email that says what I asked her to say. Something about buy my book. Um, John doesn't know what I'm saying. And if you don't buy his book, he, uh, here's, he's going to cry or something. And I think that's when she calls me 
a crybaby, but it is something kind of <laughs> right. I didn't even know, like even notice that there was something about that when oh, the little baby. Hmm. And then your um your classical radio. I think you should tell jokes that no one understands. You know, like when the New Yorker puts a cartoon in and nobody knows what it's about, but we act like it's funny. I think you should do some super highbrow jokes that no one understands and then just laugh and we'll pretend we got it. Yeah, I found some and then I lost them of really weird treble claps versus bass clap because like, yeah, where it just uh, here, here's the other one that didn't make the cut. Uh, if you were lost in the woods, who would you ask for directions? A in-tune oboe player, an out-of-tune oboe player, or Santa Claus? The answer? The out-of-tune oboe player, because the other two are hallucinations. Ha-ha! <laughs> what? <laughs> He's this, killing. He's so, killing. There, wait, where's that one? F but is there, working there, F is work in the orchestra circuit. I, well, you know what's funny is they're all... They're all like, um, what's the other one? What's the difference between an orchestra and a bull? What's the difference? On a bull, the horns are in the front and the asshole is in the back. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm laughing at these because I work with these jazz musicians (laughs) and I've heard some of these jokes. Like they have like trombone jokes and, yeah. and clarinet jokes and yeah. Like, uh, but they're all violent. The ones I was looking at, like, how do you get two percussionists to play in time together? You shoot one of them. We'll be right back with some, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're all like crazy. I don't, well, I was fifth chair trombone. So I was maybe the worst person in band. Well, fifth chairs. Yeah, I sat next to the French horn girl. Um, that's how bad I was. And then I was in. I did not know. I did not know you had musical talent. I, I don't. I, I I don't know what the. It was either band or weightlifting, and I weighed forty pounds. So I'm like, I'll just do band. And then I found out it was marching band. And I would play, but I never bought my trombone home because it's Michigan, and you'd freeze to death trying to carry that l- dumb luggy thing home during the winter so i faked it i literally would just move the slide faked it i don't think i ever played a tune i had one test you had to play you had to go back in the like testing room and hit a cassette and and record whatever your thing was i went in the room never hit record came out because i knew the band director wasn't going to listen to 45 kids tests and if he missed me he would just think he over you know i kind of played the laziness of what a band director would be never tested for anything uh marching band i had to learn uh you know the steps like that was the the only thing but i would just move i would just move the slide knew where the spit valve was i would fake that every once in a while um did it for like three years scammed my way through marching band i did one semester of tenor sax and realized very quickly i have zero musical talent i I left it alone and now that i know horn players saxophone players it's it's good i quit while i was ahead well i mean wouldn't you love to know because i was thinking about that the other day uh what what uh 
I'm, I'm almost 50. My brain's starting to go. But I was, I was listening to some, or I listen to like 80s music almost every night before I go to bed, or I have like 80s video loop on YouTube. It's a pretty good mix. But there were so many saxophones in 80s music, like just oh, yeah. like dance yeah. or rock, where uh, I, I just watched one on, on Men at Work, you know, the beginning of that saxophone. There were so psychedelic furs, um, who at the time I thought was like this crazy punk rock band or this, you know, they're, they're psychedelic furs, it's edgy. Every one of their songs is almost nothing but saxophone. Um, yeah, saxophone's huge, and it's the romantic instrument, right? Ballads always have a saxophone solo. Well, you know that. You listen to Sade. Right. You can't. I got to start. Vi- <laughs> I, I never want to video my podcast like everyone else does because I always just look tired, and I think it's easier. But I have uh, – there's uh, – you know, there's companies where you can get pictures blown up onto canvas, and then they kind of send send it to you. Then there's an upsell, by the way. So when you think you're getting a really good deal, then they're like, yeah, for seven bucks, we can add the thing that'll hang it for you. And then you're like, "Eh, okay. And then they're like, hey, for another 11, we can wrap it all the way around. And then you could get one more for, uh, you know, before you know it, you have five of them. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, uh, So, but I went online and I got, somebody had a Sade uh, uh, collage. And I just took that pic, like, so it's every one of her pictures. And my phone mm-hmm. is obsessed because I follow some Sade Facebook groups. Every time they post a picture of her I haven't seen, I snap it just as a screenshot on my phone. It's just on my phone because uh, I used to do Sade Saturdays. Anyway, so I, I put the collage and made a poster. I'm like, there's no way they're going to let me print this. There's no way they would go, do you have the rights to, you don't have the rights to make a big picture. They, they didn't care. No, but no. They didn't cares. care. As long as you bought the. The, the backing to hang I bought, it. I bought the, you, you bought like two upsells, right? So well, they're good with you. Yeah, but in here I'm showing Alonzo. Here's the, the $12 backing to hang it, and it's just in bags because I don't know how to hang it. I literally, they're pictures. I took super glue and glued those to the walls. So they're staying there. If I remove, somebody gets a John Heffern kid with a cape poster, a holding deal poster, and a shot A1. So that is that. So, so I watched this YouTube video about um, what does Sade do between records? Because, you know, it's years between her uh, recordings. And I was so disappointed. The video gave me nothing. It showed like she got married, divorced. Then another time she got married again. But it, all it all the video kept saying is that she likes to keep her life private. So basically they were like, she likes to keep her life private, so we know nothing about her. We have nothing to give you, but we're just going to keep running this video. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. It, it, well, here's how bad it is that I can maybe answer that question for you. Because I went on a ter- Like, usually I watch all of her videos. I have her concert video, her last one that was in 2012. I'll watch that. And then there's some ones maybe before that. Um, and then I ended up watching her on all the like entertainment tonight or yeah. whatever. She, when she was interviewed and whenever her album went out and uh, who's, um, anyway, there, there's one, uh, interview who just kept saying her name wrong. And I don't know if I say it right. Right. So I think she kept going Sade, like Shar, And then she'd be, mm. and then she'd go Shah. Like she'd, she'd repeat what her name is and then answer the question. And she just, 
She just hates touring. She hates performing live. Um, yeah, I know. That. She just, I've heard those stories. She doesn't. She, she does it because she's got to do it for the record. But it's not her thing. Like she would like to just sing and then go back into her life and then just come out and sing. I've heard that. That's why this video was interesting because it was like, okay, well, what does she do? But they had, they really had no. It's like doing an all access with no access. Oh, that's funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I could see. Would would you like? Well, we're being forced to kind of do this, but just let's just pretend because I'm sure some people would like to. Let's not putting our heads in the sand, but let's just pretend this whole pandemic thing is not going on. If you had like good cash, right, where money wasn't a thing. Right. You never it wasn't you didn't have to if you sat on your couch, would you still would you still go on tour? And, oh, absolutely. And, and, and just perform and all the I mean, yeah, you're doing it, you know, back in the day, probably more like, listen, I tour. I'm on, I'm group six on Delta and, and now group five on America. I'm not touring like the guys who are in, in jets <laughs> and stuff that you which is side note, which is always funny to me, because when I started comedy, it was out of shape, guys comics talking about how they don't get laid and how broke they are right that, that that's pretty much like the same you'd get those two yeah. jokes now it's just who's got the funnier my bus is bigger than your bus story or hey boy don't you hate it when you're on your private jet and this hey look at all it's very uh 80s decadency does that make sense yeah i'm not like, i'm not in that loop yeah oh, trust me i'm not in yeah yeah but I do, you know, I, I, I've traveled a lot. I mean, my, my world is on the road. So I am in the, um, I'm in group one, which means nothing anymore. There was a brief period where you'd get upgrades and stuff, but now it's like that everyone's in group one. So it doesn't matter. Well, but and, and now it, with uh sorry to like, so and now group one doesn't think because they, they board from the back of the, uh, the back of the plane just for yes. safety reasons. So like you're actually last to get on if you're, if you're group <laughs> one, which is weird. But wouldn't it, it, it would just be nice to board a plane again. But, <sighs> but yeah. if, if uh, like you said, if, if all this wasn't going on, like if I was, if I was um, syndication guy, right. That that's who's, that's who can sit on the couch forever. Right. When you're in sitcom syndication, and you just go to the mailbox and you get checks, you know, because like, you know, you're on Everybody Loves Raymond and it's on TV four times a day around yeah. the world. You know, yeah. I would still do stand up. What else are you going to do? You would you not do it? I, I believe that if you're a real comic, then you have to get on stage. It's like in your blood. Well, I know from this whole lockdown thing has taught me anything that uh, I have no other skill set and I would not utilize my time at all to do anything. I've just, <laughs> I've, I've just had an example that we just had what, I mean, you may, I think you've worked uh, a weekend or, or you've at least did a show. I did one weekend in Florida, but that was, you know, three shows in five months. Um, so obviously, and I say this on all the podcasts, this is the most that I've been in one place and I've just proven to myself I'm a lazy piece of shit. I've done nothing. I have this old house. I could have, even if I just got sandpaper and don't even know anything, I just started sanding crap. I would have everything sanded that, you know, <laughs> just the most mindless walk around thing. Just I've done. I'm not saying it's a bad reset, but or it's a reset that 
I didn't need. But yeah, man, I, I got to figure a new skill because I'm also I'm, I'm fifty. Mm, yeah, but you know what you 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 built that studio, right? Well, it's it was a room that was already here, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I did the same thing, I, and and I'm not even in mine because mine was my junk room where I kept like my suitcases and my you know my merch. Remember merch? Remember selling oh, merch? Oh my god! So I, uh, I got that in there. So I set up, you know, the computer and and the the camera and the mics and 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 all of that. But it's uh, that was one project that I did. Um, I weeded my yard. I learned about weeding. Yeah, so that that was exciting. I got a new hoe. I was very proud going nice. to the store and buying a hoe. That's the nice. first. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, that that's pretty much it. I mean, I see a few people. You know, like I, I was looking at uh, Dane Cook. He's like, he lost 20 pounds and wrote his book. And I'm like, shut up. Like, how, how do you use your time that productively, you know? And then I was, uh, it, some people, I Tiffany Haddish was like, yeah, I'm going to learn to dance. I'm doing splits. I'm like, really? Like, that's yeah, good for them. Maybe that's why they're, you know, they're who they are and I, I'm who I am. I don't know. I don't, Tiffany, I, I was follow her i don't know her uh but i follow her on instagram and she shaved her head yeah and why she was doing it because i that was something i've always wanted to do and like so about five months ago when it was really well listen the world's in the same situation it was five months ago but now we care but but when it, it felt scarier then because everybody was like what's gonna happen now that thing happened and now no one cares however uh, wait, that wasn't too political, right? Cause I got a tweet earlier saying somebody followed me cause I'm, I'm too political and I just need to stay funny. <laughs> and I, I literally tweeted the most non-political any, <laughs> anywho. Um, but I, I wanted to do that to my hair. I always wanted just to kind of, you know, just, just buzz it all the way down. And I figured I'd have five months to grow up back, but I didn't. So, uh, so, so you're I, literally. You're literally so lazy you couldn't even grow hair. I grew you hair. even that. Yeah, it just <laughs> Yeah, it's just the whole thing. So then, right, so then you, there's a we've had a lot of time to just everybody. Um maybe more for people who haven't worked, right? Cuz I know a lot of people have just, you know, they've gone to their jobs still every, you know, during this whole thing. But everybody like us hasn't. Right. So you, you kind of start to mess with your head a little bit to go. I don't what other skills do I have? I don't have what am I? So yesterday I looked up on Google, maybe again, because I'm turning 50. Uh, I looked up second act careers. I literally Googled that. Right. And I, you never would have thought about doing, but I'm like, well, what other skills do I have? Let's say let's say clubs are closed for the next year. What are you getting, like? I don't know. Or I'm going to watch some videos on pickpocketing. I don't know why somebody's getting. I am. I, well, <laughs> listen, I'm in my second act career, right? I was, I was an airplane mechanic for 12 years. Like I had a career and I gave that this is my second act. So I guess I got a Google third act. Um, Rich Scheidner told me one time, he said, look, I got funny in a driver's license. And and now I know exactly what he meant. Those are my qualifications right now. I got funny in the driver's license. So I guess 
I could be a really funny Uber driver. I don't know if there's any money in that. And I don't know if you want to drive an Uber during a pandemic with yeah. people coughing on yeah, the back even, of your head. Yeah, even that, those type of jobs now are, I don't know. I was trying to get my hustle on the other day going, okay, what are things people are going to need during this thing? Because I, I, I don't see stuff opening immediately, right? So I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. What was my, uh, I'm going to get uh, like a one room like schoolhouse. Like a like a big tractor trailer and pull it into a neighborhood and you get one or two teachers who aren't working and let those teachers tutor the kids whose parents are trying to figure out the lesson plan for them to learn right because everybody no parent want wants to learn how to teach their kid online are you are you kidding me right so why wouldn't parents not want to hire coaches or tutors or just pay one teacher to teach all the neighborhood kids in somebody's garage to go through the same stuff. So the parents don't, have I think to do they that. do. I think, I think zoom teachers are a thing. Like I think teachers are making side hustle money teaching through zoom, right? Because it took about two weeks for parents to find out they're not smarter than their fifth grader. Like they were supposed to, yeah. right? I mean, honestly, can you imagine trying to teach a kid math or, or, you know, Anything like that that you, we you don't use? What do you, how are you going to teach your kid algebra? When's the last time you solved an algebra equation? I wouldn't know how to divide with double digits, or you know, <laughs> like, like all I've been doing is I've been taking amount of money I have divided by twelve, and then that number that pops up that's the number that stresses me out. I figure out what is that a month? Okay, so so this is it. so I've been learning how to divide, you know, a number by twelve. Um, but that's it. Yeah, it's uh, so Zoom teaching. I I don't know. It's, it's, I know a guy who teaches comedy, and I don't think his Zoom market has really been great. Like he teaches, you know, corporate CEOs and all of that how to use comedy in their presentations and all of that type stuff. And he tried to do it, you know, um, digitally. I don't think they have an interest because have you done any corporates? You do any zoom corporates yet? I got asked to do one and I'm pretty sure I'm doing one in August. However, I'll say this cause I don't know if they're listening to me. I, I said I would do it and I'm like, well, do you want stand up or how about if, if it's like a funny Q and a, like, I'll give you leading questions, just like every morning radio show. The, all you got to do is say this thing, and then you're going to... Just, just like the preparation we did not do for this podcast. Yeah, anyway. right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're just going to... So, then you lob about questions, and then I can be like, oh, well, that, that happened to me once, and then you can kind of do it. And they're like, well, we might just want straight stand-up. And I thought, I don't even know if I could do that. Um, I've heard people referencing, and I think even Rogan said it, it's like having divers swim in a pool with no water or some whatever. Uh, it, it just, like, you're taking away. It's not something, you know, comedy should be a little bit more cherished and just hoard out like that. So, I, but I said I would do it. Um, and then I've gotten maybe four emails of five Zoom meetings prior to the show where Zoom, the first call, they're going to discuss the order and go over this thing. And then the next one is when the scripted presentations have to hand in their scripts. And then the next thing, there's literally five like emails. And I'm like, yeah, I might be out already. I'm not, I'm not putting this much time in. 
If you tell me to log on at 7.35, I'll gib gap for a second, but I'm probably not going to attend five hours worth of meetings. You know? No, I, I've done a <laughs> few of them. As a matter of fact, I got one next week. So we had to do a, a pre-call. So they, they wanted to see the technology. Like they wanted to see where I would do it from. Right. You know, your, your camera and your sound. And one of them I did was what you said. I did like 20 minutes of stand up and there might've been, I don't know, 50 people on. And then I did like 10 minutes of Q and a, and the funny thing about this next one I'm doing when I do their show, cause they, they booked me five times to do their show. Okay. And what they like is I do all crowd work, right? They're all computer techies. And I, I, you know, make fun of them and do crowd work and stuff. And they were looking for some, I was like, no, man, that's not going to work on Zoom. It's not like I'm going to pick people from the gallery, you know. And roast What them. are you doing today? Like, yeah, yeah it just, so I'm going to do just straight stand-up. You know, and, and listen, I get what Rogan says and what a lot of people say about, you know, it's not the same. And it's not the same as stand-up. But, you know, I don't have Rogan money. <laughs> like, if I had Rogan money then no, I'm not going to do Zoom comedy. But I'm I'm looking at it like, hey, man, this might be our business for the next six months. Like, right. I may as well do it. It's not the same. And, and the, it's a one-way thing. It's hard to get any, you know, yeah. feedback or feel the laughter or energy. But this might be our only job for the next, few months it's like they tried opening places listen we can't all work florida every week right we pretty much have figured out florida is the only state that's not going to close no matter what so but you do, know do you like but do you even want to in a little bit when i get off the, the phone with you i'm jumping on my other podcast uh heffern and reap and gonna check in with reap because he got it he said he didn't get yeah, it in florida but yeah you told me but he but he got you know i just yeah, but I don't know. I think we, I think clubs are going to go back to old school, like smaller rooms is going to be a thing, mm-hmm. you know? So the five, 600 seaters, right? You're not, you're going to not see that many people in a, in a thing by the end of the year. No way. You could maybe like, there's some, like uh, there's a Henry Ford factory that built some of the first cars ever that you can lease out as an office building or something in Kent, Michigan. And I reached out to them and asked if I could do like a little 40 person wine mixer type, you know, not comedy club, but people just come in. Not everyone can kind of sit apart. There's only 40 people. It's not crazy. We'll do an hour show. And I'm going to ask them if I could do it every Thursday night, just make it a running residency instead of bouncing around, just make it, in and out, let those 40 people tell their friends and just kind of feed that that way. Uh-huh. I'm still trying to get my head around a John Heffron wine mixer. It's not as good as the Catalina wine mixer. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you like I, I'm thinking all these. It's weird how you think. And in, 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 I see I follow like a lot of newer comics and stuff. And some of them are, are kind of killing it on the online stuff. And then here's where I become old and crotchety. I think, yeah, because it's weird if you've tasted being in front of 5,000 people and you've heard that, and then now you're on a Zoom in front of 30, you know where the hemisphere, you know where the 
strategy, whatever I'm trying to say, kind of you've been there before. So it's almost very Bull Durham-ish where you like, I was in the show. And and now yeah. you're back down in the minors, and now it, it's hard to. This is a horrible analogy, but you know what I'm saying. You're like, ah, uh, I re- I, re- I remember how it used to be, and now that's not yeah, there. And it, if that's not there, that's not the reality. You have to accept that. But that burns a little bit more than, you know, than if you've right. never. I mean, seen there. It. You know, um, what's her name? Sarah Cooper, I think the the woman who does the Trump. Yeah thing you know the trump uh voiceovers yeah she's pretty much the first pandemic star right other than the tiger king you know um that seems like 700 years ago doesn't it i know i know and she's gonna get you know she's got a big deal some deal in hollywood and and this and that but (laughs) there's always somebody who who figures these things out and who scores out of these things you know um, I wish, you know, you, you, I don't know how to be like, there are some people who are doing Instagram live every day, or they do it at a certain time and they build this following on it. I'm still, uh, learning in this digital world, man. I'm still hustling. And I, I think that's all we can do. You're right. Some of these young comics, they're so used to doing that, but they've never done, they've never done a show for a thousand you know, soldiers of the USO, you know what I mean? And where you're just like, you're a rock star because they, they needed it. And you're, you know, those shows or even a, a, just a great club show because they, they were still the, the opener or the feature. They still don't know what that feels like. You're right. We know what that feels like, man. What I would give for a, you know, Friday night, 10 o'clock laugh factory, you know, just to, just to feel it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I kind of take it. Yeah. But you do a lot of self inventory and I think of all the random stuff I complained about, which will probably <laughs> like, you know, you'll, which I might com- still be complaining about, you know, it'll maybe go back to normal, but I'm like, yeah, as much as I hated Friday second shows, I would love to be having Friday second shows. You know, as annoying. I never even hated Friday second show as much Friday. as some people I know really hated it. But but imagine. I'm just lazy. I just don't, you know, I reach a point where I'm like, ah, I don't need to be up this late. What? I'm not even going on stage at midnight. I just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the 80s comics who are, who are like, that That had to be, I think that had to be a hard, almost as hard a shift as what we're doing Imagine if you were like rocking it in 85, 84, 85, 86, where the host was making five grand, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, then you like now, oh my God, you know, now if, <laughs> if a feature can pull, well, I mean, when clubs were open, if a feature could pull three, $400 out of a weekend, that was a great weekend for them. And that's the that's literally five hundred bucks for a f- for a feature. I don't know if a lot of people listening you always see, see the comics and you go wonder how much they're making. Um, the headliner it makes hit his or her thing. It's always been the case, and then the feature makes, uh, and it's been like that for thirty years. I was my I've books from nineteen ninety one of me featuring yeah. at a con at a club here in Michigan where I made two hundred fifty bucks for the week, you know, or 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 three hundred. Um, that's where I get a little defensive. Like if people find out like 
what I made, you know, maybe five years ago, because money goes up and down. But right after last comic, people are like, what? How do you make? Because I'll show you the receipts. I have 15 years of making $150 a week. So, (laughs) (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, so let me show you, you know. And then a lot of guys pay those feature acts um, if they can pay them extra. That's Mm -hmm. why I always let features this sounds like the olden times well but that's why i let features sell in front of me i don't even it seems like so long ago now i'm I'm like willing to perform in front of my nephew's five and and plays baseball i'm like wait well there's there's 20 parents here what if i just post up on the at home base and bring a mic and i give everybody a venmo account number that they can just you know text me some cash is that you know i'm like wait a minute what are these webcams are there any Guys out there in the chicken leg, fifty year old guys. What, what, what can I make on one of those? What you know? How far do I gotta go? Listen, it's all cash. I'll change the backdrop in this office. Um, so you have no shows uh, planned. Well, anytime? no, right now. Okay, I got two things. I got the Nowhere Comedy Club, the the um, Zoom show Sunday night. I'm doing that. This is my second one. My first one. It was actually fun because I hadn't performed at all before I did it. So it was just the idea of performing. So this one, I've done it once. It should be pretty good. I, you know, I wish tickets were booming. Tickets are going okay, but not great. And then um, I'm, I'm scheduled to go to Atlanta and do the punchline um, next weekend and we'll see. They said they're doing 60 people a show. Right. And uh, five shows. That uh, that reminds me, because I'm supposed to be there a couple of weeks after you. I should check into that. I don't even look at my calendar anymore. I used to look at it every other hour, seeing about flights, seeing where I got to go. I don't even know where it is. Like, the, whoever the calendar business that, you know, your your weekly planner, your, your you know, your your planners for 2020 boy that that's probably a lot at the dollar store you could probably get the rest of this year there's six months left you could probably buy that calendar for a buck yeah it is um <laughs> you know as slow as it is for us there are some people for whom it's just so much slower like there's just nothing like like um i was there was a guy from live nation i was on this like you know business of comedy um, podcast thing, and he worked for Live Nation. Nothing. Let they, they book arenas and and yeah. the big like no, that's not even on the table. He's like, yeah, we we have nothing. There's no, you know, realistically, where who's booking who's booking twenty thousand seaters right now? You know, yeah, where, no. where are you gonna? <laughs> I mean, nowhere on earth is that going on right now so yeah maybe you know maybe there's some people in the 60s or 70s thought a bomb was going to drop and ran into their bunkers and haven't been exposed to look if i'm trying to find an extra hundred people bare like uh, under the ground <laughs> to try to perform to all right well, that's it for the me. only you, you know what the gig you need now you if you're uh the billionaires, right? Cause what the billionaires like went to New Zealand and live in bunkers where they say, like, if, if they wanted to bring you, they're like, okay, we're going to send a jet. We're going to bring you down. We're going to give you a million bucks to do 20 minutes. Cause we're bored. 
that that's the gig you want right now. I don't know who's booking that. Yeah, we got to find that. Hopefully they're listening. Yeah, like, the, by the <laughs> way, I thought about you because I was reading all these stats about podcasts and the people who listen to podcasts. Did you know that like 53% of all podcasts that are listened in cars are listened to in a hybrid car? I have all the stats. You might be in, into, like, it really breaks down who's listening to podcasts and what type of vehicle, and you being such a vehicle person, and, like, what well, the... What the uh, you know, I'm going to tell you why that helps me because I do wait, wait, don't tell me for NPR, right? The ultimate NPR nerd comedy show. And if you're in a hybrid, you're listening to NPR. Yeah, I have all that. I have a break. And those people uh, will buy oil changes uh, from you like 70 some percent. It breaks down to what car maintenance those people do. And then what's the biggest return? So if you had a. Uh, oil change sponsor on your podcast and had a code that'd be a better play than, a, uh, than something else. I'm here for you. I'm, I'm business. Consulting That's better podcast. than manscaping. Cause manscaping's huge. Manscaping is. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't have that. I don't have, you know, I mean, I've always, all right, Alonzo. I'm going to, uh, hang up with you. I'm going to go sand some stuff and I have a lawnmower. I might, uh, I mow my lawn almost every other day now, just out of boredom. <laughs> just, I, I just get on it and I just drive. I put it on slow. I don't even know if the belt works. I don't even know. Oh, you got a uh, oh, you got a riding mower. Got a riding you drive, mower. and I hit rocks. And then I've I, my neighbors would go, "You sure did hit a big rock the other." Like they hear when I run over stuff. They must enjoy that. <laughs> uh, do you want to plug anything? What, any of your sites? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, everything social media is at Alonzo Bowden. Uh, definitely July 19th, Nowhere Comedy Club and Instagram, so funny. Yeah, I'm out here. And I'm on the, the world famous Kid in the Cape podcast. <laughs> I that now. All right, everybody. And don't forget, if you want, if you're listening to this and you want all the links to everything, my Instagram sucks. That's comedian John Heffron. Uh, you can text the word John, J O H N, to the number. 90210. You'll get all the links to everything just sent to you. I'm not even going to tell you to buy my book anymore. I've already started another one. Missed that train. Uh, hope you well. Hey, stay- are you going to wait? I, are you going to finish? Is there a sequel to the holding deal? Uh, I'm working on it. I'm all wor- right. I'm working. I'm trying to get the motivated to see if I should, but you actually read it. And I read it. I was so, I've been told, uh, uh when you texted me, you said, hey, I read your book. And then you, you said something about the end. I was like, he actually read it. Like when somebody says, oh, I'll get your book. I just assumed that they were being like friendly. But you no, man. actually read it and knew what happened at the end enough to ask me about it. I was like, holy shit, that guy literally put in the time to read it. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a fun book. It was, you know, it's our world right. partially, you know. And, um, and it's funny. You got your, you got your comedy and it's definitely in your voice, right? right. It was definitely, you know, I could, and, and like I told you, I'm not going to ruin it, but I'm, I'm not doing any spoilers, but I know you did <laughs> what you said he never did. I know you did. <laughs> That's hilarious. This is the Cape. Here's your host, Lock it in John. And rip the knobs off. This is KWC with John Heffron.